Welcome to Zazlo Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike. Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800 747 free. That's 800 747 3733. Title sponsors from day number one. No. Before day number one of Zaslow Show 2.0, my guys Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar, they believe in me. If you're listening to the show right now and you're dealing with any kind of personal injury, I'm sending you to my friends, Anajar and Levine, accident attorneys. You don't have to deal with the insurance companies. You don't have to deal with the medical bills. You need to focus on getting right. That's where they come in. They handle all the stuff that you don't want to be bothered with. You need to make sure you're getting healthy and they're going to make sure you're getting the money that you deserve. Anna Jar and Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Proud title sponsors of Zaslow Show 2.0. Hey, if you've been searching for a refreshing beer that feels like you're back in the Caribbean, well, search no more. Proud sponsor of Zaslow Show 2.0, Johnny Cuba. It's a lifestyle. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul, a refreshing German lager in a can. That's right. Pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba, Sedano's, Presidente, Winn-Dixie. Got great six-pack deals going on right now. You got... Hot sauce, that's right, made from selected Caribbean habanero peppers. You know your boy Zazlo loves the hot sauce. Go pick up some Caribbean soul in a can. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo. If you're a homeowner, you need to make sure you have the proper coverage. And that's why I'm sending you to Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance and Financial Services because we know that if there's, God forbid, an issue with our home, we need to know that we're covered properly. From Pensacola to the Keys and beyond, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services delivers comprehensive insurance and financial solutions tailored to your needs. Since 2013, Brunt Insurance specializes in home and auto insurance. Bruntinsurance.com. You could also check them out on social media at Brunt Insurance. Look, the market's confusing. Let Brunt Insurance sort it all out for you with their fully licensed staff, and they know the area. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance to make sure that they're covered, and that's why I'm sending you to them as well. Bruntinsurance.com. 954-589-2204. Welcome aboard. This is Zazlo Show 2.0. Welcome to Zazlo Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike, Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. 
888-789-3733. Title sponsors from day number one. No, before day number one of Zaslow Show 2.0. My guys, Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar. They believe in me. If you're listening to the show right now and you're dealing with any kind of personal injury, I'm sending you to my friends, Anajar and Levine, Accident Attorneys. You don't have to deal with the insurance companies. You don't have to deal with the medical bills. You need to focus on getting right. That's where they come in. They handle all the stuff that you don't want to be bothered with. You need to make sure you're getting healthy, and they're going to make sure you're getting the money that you deserve. Anna John Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Proud title sponsors of Zaslow Show 2.0. Hey, if you've been searching for a refreshing beer that feels like you're back in the Caribbean, well, search no more. Proud sponsor of Zaslow Show 2.0, Johnny Cuba. It's a lifestyle. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul, a refreshing German lager in a can. That's right. Pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba, Sedanos, Presidente, Win dixie Got great six-pack deals going on right now. You got hot sauce, that's right, made from selected Caribbean habanero peppers. You know your boy Zaslow loves the hot sauce. Go pick up some Caribbean soul in a can. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo. If you're a homeowner, you need to make sure you have the proper coverage. And that's why I'm sending you to Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance and Financial Services because we know that if there's, God forbid, an issue with our home, we need to know that we're covered properly. From Pensacola to the Keys and beyond, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services delivers comprehensive insurance and financial solutions tailored to your needs. Since 2013, Brunt Insurance specializes in home and auto insurance. Bruntinsurance.com. You could also check them out on social media at Brunt Insurance. Look, the market's confusing. Let Brunt Insurance sort it all out for you with their fully licensed staff, and they know the area. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance to make sure that they're covered, and that's why I'm sending you to them as well. Bruntinsurance.com. 954-589-2204. Welcome aboard. This is Zaslow Show 2.0. All right, welcome everyone. Zaslow Show 2.0. It is a Friday, the 11th of November. Good to have you aboard. I love Friday. I love Friday. We are here. We made it to the end of the week. That's what I'm talking about. So you're with us here, listening however you are, Spotify, iTunes, I can go on and on, all right? I can't list every podcast platform, I'll be here all day. However you're listening to us, we appreciate that, as we will conclude our second week of Zaslow Show 2.0. Appreciate everybody who's building, you're going to remember, we're going to get to the future, we're going to be years and years down the road, I'm going to be an old man. I'm not going to have this beautiful put him anymore. I'm going to look very old. And you're going to say, Zaslow, 
I was there with you at the start, all right? Late 2022, the year of our Lord, Zaslow Show 2.0, I was there right from the beginning, just like Anna Jar and Levine, accident attorneys, title sponsor of Zaslow Show 2.0. They're going to look back many, many moons from now and say, I remember Zaslow, he wanted me on board. We decided we needed to partner with him. And it's a beautiful relationship. It's a beautiful friendship. Anajar and Levine accident attorney, as you deal with any kind of personal injury, whatever accident you're involved with, that's who I send you to. 800-747-FREE-3733. We got a lot going on here today. Like I said, thrilled to have you aboard here as we conclude week number two of Zaslow Show 2.0. We're going to do fantasy football today. I told you normally for Zaslow Show, you know, for years now, Jamie Eisenberg, CBS Sports Fantasy Football. He joins us every Thursday. Now he joins us Fridays. So he makes his debut slash return to Zaslow Show 2.0 today. So we're going to get Jamie on board. We get him We get him on Zoom. All right, that's how we do it here at Zaslow Show 2.0. I will say, you know, my man Pino reached out to me. You can hit me up, Zaslow J on Instagram. I'm an influencer, but I still got time for everybody. It's funny, you know, like some people are really thrilled. They get, get the comments, get the messages, and, you know, be it on the YouTube page, youtube.com slash at Zaslow Show, or if it's Twitter, you send me messages, and, and I'm getting back to everybody. And it was a little bit hard at first when I was first let go from the radio station. I had a hard time keeping up with everything. It was so much. But I, I tried to get back to as many people as possible. Now, though, I'm still getting really nice messages. And people are like, thanks so much for writing back. And I'm like, I- I'm thinking to myself, this is literally the least I could do is write back to someone who, A, is a listener of the show, so I love you a long time, but also is taking the time out of their day, out of their life to say something, you know, to reach out to me. So, my God, stop thanking me for writing you guys back. Like, I'm thanking you for writing and listening. It is literally the least I can do is just to interact with all you guys. I love you, all right? You know that. Everybody knows that. So I was in my guy Pino on on Instagram. It's like, yo, because this is the first week that we've started to incorporate the interview. You know, I'm getting my getting my regular cast of characters back on the show. You know, we had Amber Wilson. I love her. She was on the show earlier this week. Ruthie Polinski, who's been a regular on the show for a couple years. My man Dave Williamson yesterday. If you want to watch the interviews, youtube.com slash at Zaslow Show. Go check it out. But of course, it's on the podcast as well. And my man Pino, is, you know, he said, said, yo, the interviews have been great. You know, you're killing them. And, and I'm, you know, I, I wrote back. I said, what I'm learning is it's so much easier conducting an interview, having a conversation. It's not so much an interview. These people are my friends, you know, who I just mentioned to you. I'm having a conversation with them. It's so much easier having a conversation with people when you can see them. So we're doing the Zooms, you know, for for, for our, you know, guest spots now. And yeah, it's it really is so much easier to talk to people when you can see them. So anyway... Hope everyone's enjoying having uh you know our friends back on the program and we'll we'll continue doing that. All right, so I'm I'm getting the hang. Got a whole team working on Zaslow Show 2.0 now, and we're all figuring out how to put all the pieces together. It's like a puzzle. All right, and we're almost there. So things are going pretty all right so far. Okay, so like I said, 
You can hit me up, Zazzlow J on Instagram. I'm an influencer, but I still have time for everybody. You know that. And at Zazzlow Show, of course, on Twitter. If you haven't subscribed, subscribe, like, comment, rate, all that good stuff on all the platforms, the podcast, wherever you're listening to us. And, of course, on the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash at Zazzlow Show. A lot of people have been giving me advice, all right? And, and we'll get to a place where we're doing the show live, all right? We will. We'll get to a place where we're doing the show live. So we'll, uh, you know, just got to get more and more comfortable. That's really all there is to it. But we'll, we'll get there. We'll get to that place. All right. By the way, if, if, you're, if you're watching this on, on the YouTube.com slash show right now, the YouTube channel, what's up? Tell your mother I say hello. You, you'll notice right now uh, I'm, I'm sweating my balls off. Just sweating my balls off. So in the middle of the night, well, it wasn't really the middle of the night. It was like around 11.30 last night. I went to sleep kind of early last night. I was tired. And, you know, took some CBD. And so I was tired. And you know that feel You're in... It's almost like a, like a feeling. It's like a euphoric feeling. That, that feeling where you're about to fall asleep. Like you're almost there. I was in that... You, you know what I'm talking about. That in-between stage of being awake and fully falling asleep. It's like a euphoric feeling. And I was, I was in that feeling, all right? And I get woken up. I hear, like, I hear, like, dripping, which is one of the worst sounds you could hear in the middle of the night, right? Dripping is such a bad sound. Like, maybe it's just something annoying, like it's the shower, but it could also be something really bad, you know? And uh, the, the worst sound you could wake up to is the smoke detector battery. Everybody knows that. That's the worst. But dripping in the middle of that, that's a pretty bad sound, too. And it's the AC. I get up, I go right to the, you know, I, I looked at a couple places, I'm like, oh, shit, is it going to be the AC? And so I go to the, and the AC's still running, but I open up, oh, man, you got, like, a puddle in the, you know, the, the, the tray that catches the water. The sensor hasn't gone off yet because it hasn't quite reached the sensor yet, but... Man, I got a big puddle there. So I shut off the AC. I don't, I don't want it to be a thing, you know. And, and I got my guy. I got my guy Kai coming over today, all right? He's going to take care of me. But I shut off the AC last night. You know, upstairs is cool enough that we'll sleep just fine. But eventually it's going to get to a place where it's going to get a little, little bit warm, all right? Well, that place is now. I'm sweating my balls off. So if you could see me right now, yeah. I'm, I'm a little bit hot. I'm, I'm developing a, you know, I got the sweat right here underneath my nose. And, uh, so, and, you know, and my balls are sticking to my thighs. So that's what we got going on this morning. That's a fun visual for everybody involved. You're welcome. I did see Black Panther yesterday. Oh, my God. Up, oh, We'll get to that. All right. But we got to start with the heat. All right. We got to start with the heat because the heat win last night. They snap a two-game skid. They are now five and seven. Jimmy Butler, 35 points, 10 rebounds, 8 assists, 13 of 15 from the free throw line. The Heat hang on by the hair on their chinny-chin-chin. All right, they win by five. Five whole points against the Charlotte Hornets. Uh, That Hornet team sucks. They were without LaMelo Ball. (coughs) They were without Gordon Hayward. That team's not good. They're They're not even that good with those guys. But that's a very shorthanded Hornet team. I'm glad the Heat won. I know the coach, obviously. I know the coach said after the game, you know, we needed that to get us going in the right direction. All right. But 
that's not the type of game I'm sitting here and I'm like impressed. Uh, that's not the game where I'm sitting here and I'm feeling good. I, winning's better than losing. Like that's how I look at winning that game last night. That game does not make me feel good. That game makes me say to myself, all right, winning that game is better than losing that game because you, you got to blow that team out. Like sometimes I, I don't recognize this Heat team that I'm seeing out there. There are times they just look so average out there and defensively, they're not good. They gave up 49% shooting to that Hornet team. They got killed in the fourth quarter again. Again. It was only a few days ago they were outscored. I think it was 30-15 to 15 in the fourth quarter. Last night at one point it was 26-8. to eight. I think we were about, yeah, we're down by six. We're up by 12 going into the fourth quarter. We're down by six. Being outscored 26-8 to eight by the Kelly Oubre-led Charlotte Hornets. <coughs> that is, excuse me, it takes to my coffee. That is not the kind of game that you're feeling good about the Heat. I understand there was no Tyler Hero. We'll get to that in a second. But, you know, survive, put it in the win column. They play them again on Saturday night, 8 p.m. Saturday night, for the uh, soon-to-be-named Zazlo Show, from the soon-to-be-named Zazlo Show 2.0 Arena in downtown Miami. I, I, I told you, I told you crypto's not real. It's not real. Soon-to-be-named Zazlo Show 2.0 Arena. And... I'd like to see them do what you're supposed to do against the Hornets there and actually beat them up. That's not a good team. And the Heat, who who played played fine through three quarters, did not play well in the fourth quarter, couldn't get any stops. And the reality of it is the Hornets, uh, they, they, I mean, they kind of self-imploded there, especially in overtime. So Jimmy leads the way with 35. He was awesome, but... The, the crucial moments in the game, fourth quarter, tight game, what was it? The Heat were, it, for, first of all, fourth quarter, tight game. I'm, I'm filling up some vitamin water right now. I told you, I'm, I'm sweating my balls off. All right, no AC right now. I got the AC going downstairs, but upstairs here, Zazzle Mansion, up here in the master bedroom, sweat my balls off. So anyway, late in the game, it is, uh, it's tied, fourth quarter, tied with 26 seconds remaining, and Jimmy Butler gets whistled for an offensive foul. That was a garbage call. I, you know, maybe in the middle of the game you make that call. And I'm not trying to do the whole thing where it's middle of the game versus end of the game, fouls a foul. Excuse me. That's not what I'm trying to do. But there wasn't a lot there. I mean, Jimmy barely dipped down the shoulder. It was within his offensive move. There was not a whole lot there. And calling that at the end of the, like Jimmy was stunned. And Jimmy never complains. Jimmy started walking to the free throw line, and then he turns around. He's like, foul. Jimmy was, he thought he was going to the free throw line. So you get a, you get a real, that was with 26 seconds left, something like that. And you get a great defensive possession. Right after that from Caleb Martin, as he was Ding up Terry Rozier, who could not get a good shot off. And he misses the three. That forces overtime. And then you have the crucial moments in overtime where the Heat are up by one. 113-112. Hornets have the ball. They're going to have a chance to win it. There's about 13 seconds remaining. They inbound the ball to Kelly Oubre. And Oubre gets called for traveling. Total amateur hour play from Kelly Oubre. And I'm glad the officials called it. You know, it's one of those, oh, yeah, there's traveling all the time in the NBA. I, that's the kind of traveling that I can't stand. You know what I'm talking about, right? Where, like, 
you catch the ball and you move this foot and then you move the pivot foot and then you move the pivot foot again and then you move this. So it's like, we, 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 we learned that stuff in elementary school. That's an, that's an elementary school travel that Kelly Oubre exhibited there. I'm glad the official called it. That is so amateur. So Oubre gives the ball up. The Heat make a couple free throws. And then Terry Rozier is forced into a... Well, he wasn't forced to. He was trying to draw the foul. <coughs> Excuse me. Wow. Kelly Oubre, uh, Kelly Oubre travels. Then you get Terry Rozier, who thought he was going to draw a foul on Jimmy Butler. He doesn't get the call. Three-pointer goes off the side of the backboard. Heat make a couple free throws. Boom. Gave over. There you have it. But here's my big take. Oh, and by the way... Overtime in the NBA, they're never going to because it's been like this forever. I wish they would change overtime in the NBA. Five minutes is way too long. It is. It's too long. I mean, let's say you got a game that's tied with a minute left. A, you know, game now goes to overtime. Scoreless goes to overtime. We're going to put five more minutes on the clock. It is Way too long overtime. A game goes to overtime. Put two minutes back up there. Let's keep it going. Five minutes? And, hey, this is coming from someone. Remember, I used to do mornings. Uh, No one in the history, because station doesn't exist anymore. No one in the history of 790 The Ticket hosted mornings longer than your boy right here. No one. That'll stand forever. You know what? 790 doesn't exist anymore. Nobody hosted mornings longer than me. And I would do the Heat games, and the game goes to overtime the night before. We got five more minutes. It equals like 25 minutes of real time. What a killer. Then I got the 4 a.m. wake up the next day. Terrible. All right. That's why I was starting to look old since I stopped doing mornings. Now I got the Benjamin Buttons thing going on where I'm old, and now I'm looking young. But anyway, five minutes. Way too long. Way too long. That's just me. They're never going to change it. But here's my big takeaway from last night. And Tyler Hero missed his second consecutive game, hoping he's going to wind up being back to, uh, tomorrow night against Charlotte. That's right. Charlotte, too straight. They're not coming back here. So if you were saying, if you're one of those, you know, you're one of those NBA fans, just saying to that, Dad, the Hornets, I got to see the Hornets. I want to watch Kelly Oubre Jr. This is your only chance to go. They're only making one trip. Two games, but they're only making one trip. Got to get out there to the soon-to-be Zaslow Show 2.0 Arena, Heat and Hornets, tomorrow night. Here's my big takeaway from last night. Not that the Heat needed all that, needed five extra minutes to beat the Charlotte Hornets, which I think is pathetic. It, that, that's not a win you feel good about. You feel good that you won because winning's better than losing. Big takeaway from last night. Fourth quarter, tight game. It always has to be Jimmy. And you know that. Maybe you forgot because so far this season, I mean, Tyler Hero takes the most shots on the team. Fourth quarter, Tight game. It always has to be Jimmy. Tyler can be the first option throughout the game. Tyler is one of the best offensive players in the NBA. And I'm definitely not doing hashtag better without Tyler. No, garbage. Nonsense. Tyler can be the first option through the first three quarters. And he'll still be a really good option in the fourth. You know, we know Tyler's money, you know, in in the fourth quarter. Great fourth quarter player. Big time player. But the offense needs to go through Jimmy late and close. It has to be Jimmy. Just able to draw the fouls. He's money late in games. 
He's able to get to the basket, let him draw the attention off of Tyler, and then Tyler gets open shots. Late game, close game, it always has to be Jimmy. That's That, that was my big takeaway from last night's game. All right. So the Heat, like I said, back at it tomorrow, and they'll look for back-to-back wins. It's happened before. It's happened before. So try and go back-to-back there. You got Charlotte again. And we were also paying attention last night, Thursday Night Football. I already told you where I stand with Thursday Night Football. Was that game good last night? Now, you know Big TV? Big TV, Zazzle Mansion, Family Room, we got the Heat. You know that. Small TV. We got Thursday Night Football, okay? You got Falcons-Panthers. That was not a very good game. Panthers win last night 25-15. Marcus Mariota made one of the worst throws you're ever going to see. A throw that ended up not counting because he, he, you know, he was down, but the way he, he fell down, he flipped it over his head, and he threw it like 15 yards down the field in his interception. That's amateur hour. That, that's a terrible quarterback. Not a good game. But like I said yesterday, I don't get the complaining about Thursday Night Football. Oh, it's a terrible game. This game sucks. They shouldn't play Thursday nights. If it's not my team, like I don't want my team playing Thursday nights, but if it's not my team playing Thursday night, I love a Thursday night football game. I'd rather have Thursday night football than not have Thursday night football because here's the alternative. You can either have no game on Thursday night and instead Falcons play the Panthers Sunday afternoon. The game is hidden away. You're not going to watch it because either A, you're watching a better game, or B, you're, you're watching the Dolphin game, you know, 1 o'clock, and that's just one of the other games, Falcons and Panthers. So you can either not have Thursday night game, and Falcons and Panthers, not a good game, but it's, it's, it's hidden away, and you're never going to see it on Sunday afternoon. Or you could take a shit game like Falcons-Panthers on Sunday afternoon, put it on Thursday night. Want to watch it? Cool. Don't want to watch it? Cool. Like, I don't get the complaining about Thursday night football being bad. Either watch it or don't. But that game otherwise would just be hidden on Sunday afternoon. You wouldn't see it anyway. Now you can watch it if you want. So you're never going to hear me complain about Thursday night football. I don't want my team playing Thursday night football, and we already did. And, you know, we know what happened with Tua, one of the worst nights of your life. If my team's not playing Thursday night, I'm into it. There's nothing to complain about there. So the, uh, yeah, so the Panthers, Panthers get the win. They get their third win of the season. <coughs> Excuse me. And the Falcons, believe it or not, they dropped to four and six, still in the division. But that division now, like Tom Brady's going to wind up winning that division, even though that team's not any good. So anyway, let's do a little bit of Dolphins here. And I want to take a look at the AFC East picture. So we're only a couple sleeps away now. All right. Just two sleeps away. That's how I look at Dolphins games now. I already told you, this is the first time in, I don't know, like a quarter century where I spend the whole week waiting for the Dolphin game. It's unbelievable. And it's, you got to give the Dolphins credit because now, you know, it's not on purpose, but they're taking advantage of the situation. The Heat are struggling. The Heat are off to an extremely slow start. And... The Dolphins are as exciting as they've been in a lot of our lives. Now, I say a lot of our lives. I mean, like, the Dolphin fan that's, you know, like, 25 and under. 
but they're taking advantage. The Heat are struggling, and the Dolphins not only are winning, but they're really exciting. And I spend the whole week waiting for the next Dolphins game. So, two more sleeps. <coughs> Dolphins-Browns. Jacoby Brissett. He stinks. Tua. Love him like a son. I don't know. Will that be in big game, not a big game today? I don't know. We'll see. I will tell you, I love every day. Turn on the television. The talking head TV shows, the opinionists, every day. The Dolphins are a major topic. You know, these shows, they have their meetings. You know, we've talked to Joy. We talked to our girl, Joy Taylor. They have these meetings. She has a big production meeting before Speak at 4.30 on FS1. Big star of the show, Hollywood Joy Taylor. Best girl. They have their production meetings. And in these production meetings on any of these shows, uh, Get Up, First Take, Undisputed Speak, any of these shows, at some point in their rundown, in their production meeting, all right, Dolphins, what are we going to talk about regarding one of the most exciting teams in the NFL? Every day, you know, like every day, you got to have a segment devoted to the Lakers. Every day, you got to have a segment devoted to the Cowboys. And now, every day, on these shows, you got to have a segment devoted to to the Dolphins. I love it. I turn on my television every day. And I don't even care if it's, I don't even care if they're saying something negative. And like uh, yesterday, two days ago, whatever it was, you got the King of Cuck Mountain, Keyshawn Johnson up there, completely changing his tune on Tua, as if he hasn't been saying for the last two years that the guy sucks. I see you, Keyshawn. not fooling anybody, but I don't care. I love that they're talking about us. It could be negative. Doesn't matter to me. And at least it's, it's about football. And when I say talking negative, they're not talking about us like saying that we stink. But they're debating something in regards to a relevant team. And that team's the Dolphins. I love it. So here's what we got going on this weekend. Dolphins Dolphins right now are the second wild card. We got to start keeping track of this stuff because we are now officially in the second half of the season. So Dolphins right now are the second wild card team. (coughs) Six and three. So they're sixth overall in the East. I'm sorry, in the AFC. In the East, though, they're a half game back. So, I mean, you, you could, like the Dolphins are going to start this weekend sixth and the second wildcard spot. And they could be in first in the entire AFC by the end of the weekend. Every one of these games are monsters now the rest of the way. And if you're the Dolphins, you especially have to take advantage because you got Cleveland and then you got the Texans. And then the schedule gets tough again. And like we've been saying the whole time, you got to come out of this stretch Eight and three, no excuses. Could be first place in the entire AFC, depending on what goes down this weekend. So here's what we got. Buffalo right now, best record in the AFC, six and two. And then you got Kansas City, and first place gets a tie. Uh, gets a tie. First place gets a bye. You got Kansas City, Baltimore, Tennessee. Those are your other three division leaders. And then it's New York Jets, Miami, Los Angeles Chargers. Those are your wildcard teams. Here's what we have this weekend. Buffalo has Minnesota. Josh Allen, he didn't practice yesterday. I don't, I mean, I don't know if he's going to play. We'll get Jamie Eisenberg's thoughts, CBS Sports Fantasy Football. He's going to join us coming up. Buffalo could definitely lose that game. Even if Josh Allen were playing, Buffalo could lose that game. Minnesota's got one loss so far this year. Kansas City, they're against Jacksonville. They're going to win. Baltimore, 
Now, you say, hey, Dolphins on the tiebreak with them. They're a division leader, all right? So that doesn't matter right now. Baltimore's off this week. Then you got Tennessee, also division leader. They're 5-3. and three. Tennessee has Denver this week. Then you got the Jets, who, of course, own the tiebreak right now with the Dolphins. That's why they're fifth and the Dolphins are sixth. Jets are off this week. We can jump them. And then finally, right below the Dolphins, you got the Chargers at 5-3, and three, half game back of the Dolphins, same in the loss column. They're at San Francisco. I would expect them to lose that game. So, Buffalo could lose this week. A matter of fact, I think Buffalo will lose this week. New York's off. And if the Dolphins win this week, if the Dolphins jump to 7-3, and three, Kansas City, you gotta assume, is gonna win. They would be 7-2. and two. We're looking at the Dolphins. If the Dolphins win this weekend, Buffalo loses to Minnesota, Kansas City beats Jacksonville, Dolphins will be second place in the AFC Monday morning. How you look at Now, of course, if Kansas City were to lose to Jacksonville, that's how the Dolphins get to first place. If Buffalo loses and Kansas City lose and the Dolphins beat the Browns, the Dolphins will be number one in the AFC, looking down at everybody saying, sup? Right now, right now on my television. How about that? I told you. Right now on my television, you're always going to have the Dolphins as a national topic. I got to get up on my TV right now. You got Sam Acho saying Tua Tonga-Valoa is going to be the league MVP this year. I love it, man. Every day, Dolphins are a major talking point. I love it so much. Man, can we just can we start the show can we do a Monday show here? Zaslow Show 2.0, kick it off week three. Make sure you subscribe, rate, like, comment to the podcast, wherever you listen to your podcast. And of course, go to the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash at Zaslow Show. Same drill there. You know the drill. Can we start the show Monday and the Dolphins are first place in the AFC? I mean, the way that I'm seeing it right now, there's a legit chance they'll be second place. Can they be first place in the AFC? All right, let's do some fantasy football. All right, so you guys know if you're if you're Zazlo Show listeners, you, you're now listening to Zazlo Show 2.0, and we, we did a Thursday show yesterday, and you're saying to yourself, yo, Zazlo, wh- where's my fantasy football fix? Wh- where the hell is Jamie Eisenberg? So Jamie Eisenberg, CBS Sports, fantasy football, nobody does it better. He's been joining us every Thursday for years. Well, now he's going to join us on Fridays. So week 10, Obviously got underway last night. Jamie Eisenberg joining us here, making your debut slash return to Zaslow Show 2.0. How you doing, Jamie? Hello. I, I'm doing so much better that I hear your voice. I, I miss talking to you. I'm so glad we're able to connect on Zaslow Show 2.0, and I'm very happy for your new venture and that everything's going well for you. Thanks, man. I, I really, really appreciate it. Are you, are you, have you subscribed to Zaslow Show 2.0? I, of course, I'm a uh, I'm oh, a loyal man. subscriber, and you know, want to make sure that uh, you're doing well because you deserve all the best. There you go. I, what what a mensch! I appreciate that. Excellent job there, Jamie. So, all right, let's get to it, man. So let's let's start things off. We'll, we'll we'll do we'll go game by game here, okay? But let's obviously start Dolphins Browns. Dolphins looking for their fourth win in a row. Uh, Tua at this point. Let let's start with him, and then we'll we'll talk about the other guys in this game and who you like. But, you know, I asked you before the season starts, I asked you at the very beginning of the season, you know, is Tua a starting fantasy quarterback? 
Is he a no-brainer at this point? He's a no-brainer at this point. You know, part of it is obviously his play. He's been a, a superstar. And, you know, it helps when you have the receivers that he has and the way that they're playing. You know, Tyree Kill, I, I saw, I think it was the NFL Network, posted a graphic of how many receiving yards he has by comparison to how many teams receiving yards, you know, the, the yeah. combination of wide receivers on certain teams. He's been, you know, everything that they could have asked for and more. And so that's a big boost for Tua. Jalen Waddles continue to play well. You know, I had some concerns about could these guys coexist? Absolutely they can. And so when you ever get the uh, the addition of, of a Mike Gusecki play here or there or whatever, you know, a third option steps up in the passing game, but those two guys are just carried to us. So, uh, again, part of it is the way that those guys have played, the way he's played, but part of it is just the quarterback position as itself, usually a position that's very dominant, has fallen off completely. And so he's become a top-five quarterback. You know, I think if you have him on your team, unless you have, you know, a Patrick Mahomes, uh, a healthy Josh Allen, you know, the guys that are of the upper echelon week in, week out, year in, year out, you should feel pretty comfortable having Tua. But if you have one of those guys, you should probably make a trade. So, you know, my son has has Tyreek Hill on his fantasy. T- oh, no. My son wants to make a trade for Jalen Waddle. And he wants to make a trade for Jalen Waddle because Waddle catches all the touchdowns. Tyreek Hill doesn't catch. I think he only has two or three so far this year. He does not catch the touchdowns so far. What do you make of that situation? Because I, I try to explain to him, like, dude, it's totally random. Like, it's it's not like Jalen Waddle's better at catching touchdowns than Tyreek Hill. It is totally random. You know, I, I think we'll see, you know, probably a run here of, uh, of potentially Tyree kill, you know, three, four games in a row where he's the one finding the end zone. Waddle probably doesn't. Uh, but the thing that's so comforting about both those guys is the target volume and just what they're getting. And the fact that they're producing in one way or another, just to give you a comparison, the bucks guys are getting so many targets. Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, they're not scoring touchdowns because Brady's just not getting consistent touchdown production. That will also change. So as long as you're seeing these guys get continued attention, continued targets, continued volume like that, the touchdowns will come for Tyreek. Hopefully they will continue to come for Jalen Waddle as well. Uh, but there could be a little bit of a flip coming at some point. Like you said, it's, it is it is very random how Tyreek's not scoring and, and Jalen Waddle is. What did you make of Jeff Wilson's debut? And what does it mean for Raheem Mostert here? Because for at least a few weeks, uh, Raheem Mostert owners were probably saying, all right, this guy's a viable option every week. I thought this was one of the best trade destinations for anybody just because of the familiarity of, of Jeff Wilson knowing Mike McDaniel and, and knowing Raheem Oster too. Uh, but the fact that he can walk right in and know the system, you know, by comparison, look at Naeem Hines going to Buffalo, only played four snaps. I'm sure a lot of that is just not knowing what to do in the playbook. And so uh, it was easy to see, you know, Wilson, once he got on the field, that he understood the offense and, and you know, having the opportunity after a week of, you know, pretty much fresh legs because Christian McCaffrey had just joined San Francisco, so they didn't play Wilson as much as they had been previously. So um, it's going to be bad for Raheem Mostert. I think for this week, you know, taking on the Browns, you could consider both guys as flex options. I would still give a slight nod to Mostert because I'm sure the coaching staff will. But the fact that he played one more snap than Mostert last week is something to look at. The fact that he played as much as he did is something to look at. At some point, you know, uh, hopefully it doesn't happen, but Raheem Mostert's injury track record may come into play here. So Jeff Wilson should absolutely be on every fantasy roster. You can use him this week if you need him, and, and we'll see what happens moving forward. But for this week, he's a good flex against the Browns. And what about for the Browns against the Miami defense? Well, Nick Chubb is a must play. You know, he's been a superstar, you know, no matter the quarterback, uh, you know, for the last couple of years, whether it's been a bad Baker Mayfield or even now Jacoby Brissett, uh, he's he's just tried and true. The offensive line is fantastic, and he'll have his numbers. You know, it's hard to slow him down. Amari Cooper is very interesting because his numbers at home are fantastic. His numbers on the road, and this goes back to his career with the Raiders, yeah. uh, on the road a little bit different, but he's getting so much volume and so many targets, it's hard to bench him. And so uh, he's the number two receiver. If he was at home, I'd say he's probably a borderline number one guy, but start, someone you're still starting. 
Uh, we'll find out the health status of David Njoku. If he plays, I think he's in play as a number one tight end. You know, he's been very productive when he's been on the field, but if he's out, then more targets hopefully going for Donovan Peoples-Jones. If you're looking for a number three receiver, he's been basically living in that 11-12 PPR point range. Hasn't scored a touchdown yet, so at some point that will happen as well. And then Kareem Hunt's still a flex play. I think now that they're past the trade deadline, they get back to using about 15 touches per game, so you can use him as a flex in this matchup. If you got fantasy football questions, you know, the way we used to do it, you know, you got callers, you got live text messages. We'll, we'll get to a place eventually where we're able to get live text messages here on Zaslow Show 2.0. But you got questions for Jamie at Jamie Eisenberg on Twitter. It's Jamie with a Y at Jamie Eisenberg. You can hit him up. He'll answer some questions for you, I'm sure. Uh, who have been the hot waiver wire guys this week? Jimmy Garoppolo at the quarterback position, you know, coming off of the bye week, he had four straight games with 20-plus uh, fantasy points. So hopefully that continues coming off the bye. It's a weird matchup because most teams run on the Chargers, so we'll see if he just uses all those weapons. They're, they're going to be one of the more fun offenses to follow San Francisco. Uh, there's two running backs, and it's very, very uh, up-in-the-air sort of backfields right now. Mike Tomlin said this week that they're going to potentially give Jalen more and more work, so he should be rostered just in case there's a changing of the guard and Najee Harris struggled. Uh, maybe goes to the bench at some point, even during the game or, or even maybe before the game. Uh, Rashad White in Tampa Bay, I got the same thing. You know, we get the benefit on our show on Sundays of having uh, Tom Spencer, who is in the booth with Jim Nance and Tony Romo. You know, you're oh. familiar with you know being around the league, um, that there's always a spotter or a research guy. Well, that guy comes on our show with us every Sunday morning. And so depending on what game they're at, we get a little inside information. Well, they had the Bucks and the Rams this past weekend. He told us the coaching staff a little bit frustrated with Fournette. Rashad White had the most carries he's had all season. So that's something to keep an eye on after you're seeing a little bit more of that reporting coming out this week. So those two running backs should absolutely be rostered as well. And then at the wide receiver position, not a lot of superstars that are available to you, but Darius Slayton's been playing well for the Giants. He might be their lead guy rest of the way. He's somebody that should be uh, rostered. Donovan Peoples-Jones, somebody that we just talked about. Uh, Darnell Mooney, as we've seen Justin Fields start to pick up his play. Mooney's now done a nice job. And then from the tight end position, same thing with the Bears. Uh, Cole Komet. There's some good tight ends that are that, that could have been available. Greg Dolchins for the Broncos. Uh, Komet for the uh, for the Bears. Njoku, if he's healthy for the Browns. You know, so some streaming options that could turn into rest of season starters. I like playing defense roulette. Who are some defenses that could be on the waiver wire that you think are good plays this weekend? So this one could be a rest of season play also, and it's the Steelers. Uh, T.J. Watt's expected to return. And you go back to week one, they absolutely obliterated the Bengals. And you know what T.J. Watt has been. I think uh, we had this out on our podcast. Uh, in in T.J. Watt's time with the Steelers, when he's healthy, they give up about five yards per play. When he's not healthy, they give up about six yards per play. So he's worth about a yard per play every time he's on the field. And so if he's healthy, taking on the Saints with Andy Dalton, I love the setup for this week. But again, long term, they're past their bye week. Uh, that could be a defense that could win you a fantasy league. Uh, for this week, the Titans, they get the Broncos. Russell Wilson's been bad, so any defense playing him has been good. You have a, a few league options. Um, you get the Raiders taking on the Colts. Sam Ellinger, we know, has not been good. Uh, the coaching change there is a disaster, potentially. And so the Raiders might have an opportunity to make some plays. And then uh, the Cardinals, you know, Matthew Stafford in the concussion protocol. If John Walford is starting, the Cardinals have actually found a way to find the end zone each of the last two weeks. And so they might be able to get some turnovers there against the Rams. We know that offensive line has been really bad. All right, I'm going to run through. We're not going to do all the games here, but I'll, I'll run through the games. So we'll roll through some of these here. Uh, let's start with the game in London. On on is it London? I mean, it's nine thirty. It's is the game it's Munich. It's Munich. They're in Germany. No, that, I was going to say, like, I think maybe they're in Germany. Okay, so it, they're in Munich. So Bucks and Seahawks. Do, do we do we factor in the travel? Like, what do we make of that? So it, it's funny you say that because Tom Brady has a chance here to, if he gets 258 passing yards, to be the all-time leader in international games. Another record that I'm sure he would like to hold. Uh, Blake Bortles actually holds the record. If you remember, yeah. they played so many games 
in uh, in Europe because of the Jaguars. But he's played three international games in his career, so he's used to going overseas at least twice to London, once was Mexico City. Um, over 300 yards in every international game, over three touchdowns, or uh, at least three touchdowns in every international game. So he's been great uh, overseas or, or out of the country. And uh, I think he'll do so again. You know, he's been sort of unlucky with the touchdowns. Um, but yes, in terms of the question, you always had to factor in travel. The Seahawks arrived on uh, Thursday. Uh, the Bucks will probably get there by Friday. Uh, but I think, you know, teams are so used to this at this point. Um, it's basically like, you know, for the Bucks going to the West Coast. So I don't think it'll be a big issue. I think Brady has a big game. What about Buffalo and Minnesota? The Dolphin fan is obviously keeping a major eye on that game, just a half game back of first in the division. Uh, do we think Josh Allen's going to play? Obviously, we're keeping an eye on all of that. It's a big story. You know, uh, clearly we have to wait. You know, my guess is we'll probably won't find out until we get the, the usual uh, Adam Schefter, Ian Rappaport, Saturday Night Text, uh, you know, or tweets, excuse me. I wish they were texting. <laughs> but the tweets, you know, uh, are they in, are they out? Um, uh, you know, if, if if he's going to miss a game, I think it's just one game. So if he plays, I think clearly you have to make the decision of do you trust Josh Allen at less than 100%. Um, you know, you, you want to tie in the Dolphins. I would play Tua Tungavailoa over Josh Allen this week because of the injury risk. So that just tells you where I'm at with Tua, but also where I'm concerned about uh, with Josh Allen. And that would clearly trickle down to the weapons. You're still playing Stephon Diggs. Uh, but I would probably shy away from Gabe Davis because I don't think Case Keenum is going to have a lot of downfield throws to make Gabe Davis that much better, even in a good matchup against Minnesota. What about Chicago and Detroit with Jalen Hurts coming off of Offensive Player of the Week? What do we make of Chicago's offense? Uh, Justin Fields. Uh, yeah, you know, the, yeah, sorry. It, it's a very, very similar setup because this was basically what Jalen Hurts was doing last year, you know, before the passing started to increase. But it was a season high pass attempts for for Justin Fields, 28. Uh, obviously, the rushing has been fantastic. You know, I, I'll pat myself on the back. I had him as my start of the week last week and he was 47 fantasy points, you know, so it's hard to overlook the way that he's performing right now. And against the Lions defense, that's been miserable. So we've been kind of saying, you know, this this stretch of games for him, uh, actually starting with the Dolphins game, that it could have a chance for him to be you know, very productive and, and you saw it, you know, so even Mike McDaniel saying, you know, stop running, you know, but we don't want to see that as, as fantasy managers. Um, if he can get you, you know, 80 plus yards which is what he's been three of the last four weeks, uh, four ways, four straight weeks, over 60 yards rushing. He's got, you know, multiple touchdowns on the ground. He's just been a fantasy superstar. So absolutely must start playing again. Another guy I would start over Josh Allen. How about Dallas and green Bay? Uh, you know, that's, uh, you know, game of the week on Fox four twenty five on Sunday. Yeah, it, it looked a lot better going into the season than it does right now. Dallas should win this game. You know, the fact that they're five-point favorites on the road tells you where the Packers are right now. So, um, hard to trust the Packers. Aaron Rodgers has been miserable. Three interceptions last week at Detroit. You know, he usually destroys the Lions. So, he's just not right. The offensive line's a mess. Uh, the receiving core's a mess. You know, really the only safe play for me is Alan Lazard. And that includes Aaron Jones, who's fighting through this ankle injury. So, you're still starting Aaron Jones, but I think you're looking at it from the standpoint of Lazard has been just the, the only consistent guy in this offense, only consistent guy from a passing perspective. Uh, for Dallas, the, the running back situation is something you want to monitor. If Tony Pollard is the guy, like we saw last time they played against the Bears, he was a superstar, over 100 yards rushing and three touchdowns. If Zeke plays, though, I still start both of them. I think they're both going to have the opportunity to run against the Packers. They're down a key member of their defense, or Sean Gary's out for the season with an ACL tear. How about Arizona and the Rams? Obviously, uh, Stafford concussion protocol, so we're keeping an eye on that. Both these teams have been a disaster. And Kyler Murray's got a hamstring injury. So it sounds like Murray's going to be fine. Uh, my guess is that Stafford, the fact that he was able to play through the game, you know, even with the, the new concussion rules, I think he'll be out there. But uh, obviously, if he is out, it downgrades only a little bit, but still a downgrade for Cooper Cup. But he's really the only Rams player that you're using at this point. Uh, for the Cardinals, DeAndre Hopkins has been a star since coming back. And, and again, I think he'll be okay even if Colt McCoy is starting. But that would have a trickle-down effect to James Conner, to Rondell Moore, to Zach Ertz. You know, you'd have to downgrade those guys if Kyler does go. And finally here, Sunday night football, Chargers, 49ers. What do you got? 
I'm concerned about Justin Herbert. You know, we just saw him against the Falcons without Keenan Allen, without Mike Williams. Those guys both expected to be out again. And so he only had 245 passing yards, one touchdown, one interception. He threw 40 times. So it's not like they changed anything. So Eckler really is the only safe play for me for the Chargers. But Josh Palmer is another guy that if he's uh, on your bench, you could trust him. Last week, he was getting all the targets. And so he's got now four games on the season with, I think it's eight plus targets. He's been 13 or more PPR points. So even though the offense could struggle, he'll still get his production just based on volume. For the 49ers, like I said before, you know, in terms of Jimmy Garoppolo being a, a must add, uh, th- this team could be awesome rest of the way. NFL wise, fantasy wise, you know, McCaffrey in the backfield, all the receivers are now healthy with Debo coming back. If Garoppolo is not a disaster and so far he hasn't proven to be, this could be one of the better offenses in the NFL, one of the better teams in the NFL. So I think the 49ers are about to make a big run. Excellent job, Jamie, as always. Again, you can hit him up at Jamie Eisenberg, Jamie with a Y on Twitter. Tell everyone how they could catch you and your pals on Sunday leading up to the games. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, we're live uh, every Sunday on a normal week at 10 a.m. Eastern. Uh, but when we have the international game, which is the last one, we're, we start at 9 a.m. So we go for either three hours or four hours leading up to the kickoff, uh, 1 p.m. And, uh, you know, we have a lot of gambling talk, a lot of props, uh, but obviously a lot of fantasy information as well. So check us out, CBS Sports HQ. You can stream it on the Paramount Plus Network as well. And, uh, you know, all free and, and hopefully a lot of good information to help you win your fantasy leagues. Great job, Jamie. This was easy, right? This worked out really well. We'll do it again next week. I appreciate you. Always love talking to you, man. It's good to hear your voice. Great job by Jamie Eisenberg. Hopefully he was able to give you some help there with your fantasy team. And and like I said there, at Jamie Eisenberg, uh, Jamie with a Y, at Jamie Eisenberg on Twitter. And, and he answers your questions, too, if you got to hit him up and that kind of deal. We'll get to a place, I told you, we'll get to a place where we could do some live interaction. We'll get there. This is only the end of week number two. Zaslow Show 2.0. So we'll get to a place where we can incorporate you guys. I promise. We'll get there. So you know we got big game, not a big game coming. It's Friday. I know y'all are sitting out there saying, Zaslow, I got to know. There's a lot going on. What am I going to do with my time? Just everybody, everybody calm down. First, though, yesterday, if we were doing big movie, not a big movie, Black Panther, Wakanda, forever. That's a big movie. So I saw Black Panther Wakanda forever yesterday. Took my son. Saw the first showing. 3 p.m. We got to be the first. Got to see it right away. Phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. And, and I knew going in. like that, I think that's the best way to describe it. That movie was phenomenal. And it had a different... And I expected this. It had a different tone than... The other Marvel movies, you know, the Marvel movies, they like putting in the jokes. They like keeping things a little bit light. They did that way too much with Thor, Love, and Thunder. I did not think Thor, Love, and Thunder was very good. I thought the jokey nature of it really held it back. Like, anytime there was a serious moment in Thor, Love, and Thunder, and there were, or there should have been some serious moments... Every time there was a serious moment in Thor Love and Thunder, it was followed with a joke, and they wouldn't let the seriousness breathe. Black Panther Wakanda Forever was, I mean, it was, it was pretty serious. Super poignant. Really interesting message. The, the best kind, Namor, great villain. I'm not going to give any spoilers. You don't have to fast forward. Namor, great villain. And the best kind of villain, and this is Namor, the best kind of villain is the one, and, and this happened in the other Black Panther movie too, with Killmonger. Great villain, Killmonger. 
the best kind of villain, like Namor, is one who, when he tells you what his objective is, why he's doing what he's doing, and you could think about it, yeah, that makes sense. I could see his perspective. And that's, that's, what, that's a great villain. It doesn't mean you're on his side, but you understand why he's doing what he's doing. And that was Namor. Great villain. That mo- and there are deaths in the movie. Now, I'm not talking about T'Challa dying. And, and they deal with that. Like, you're going into Black Panther saying, man, how are they going to kill off T'Challa? They deal with that, of course, and I like the way that they did it. I liked it. But there's another death in the movie, too. Not going to tell you what. I do want to let everybody know, you know, whenever I see the Marvel movies, one of the first things I do right when the movie ends, I go onto my phone. Are there post credit scenes? And I want to know how many, because I want to know if I got to stick through all the way till after the credits, or is there just like one mid credit scene? I'll, I'll tell you that right now. I'll do you a solid. There's only one mid credit scene. That's it. No post credit. One mid credit scene, which is really good. Is it as good as the mid credit? I mean, it's completely different, but like the mid credit scene for Black Adam. Oh my God, that was the balls. But this mid credit scene is really good. It doesn't necessarily tie together with another movie or what's next, although it kind of does, but it closes this chapter. And, and I will also say this, at the end of the movie, they, they really, they really pay their respects to Chadwick Boseman. Chadwick Boseman for me, like everybody, you know, you got your celebrity deaths and which one hits you hard, you know, and Chadwick Boseman was up there for me. And I think, because, you know, I love the superhero movies, but I, I think also the the reason that Chadwick Boseman's death hit a, a lot of us hard was it came out of nowhere. He totally kept it to himself. He'd been sick this whole time. He's he's filming Avengers I- I- Endgame, and, you know, in between chemo sessions, you know, and we never knew. We never knew. And then you feel terrible where, like, you, you saw... There were pictures of him on red carpets. Where, Yo, why, why is he looking so gaunt? Why is he looking so thin? Yeah, now we know why. But they did a great job paying respect and honoring him at the end of the film. It reminded me, I'm not a Fast and the Furious guy. I've seen, I think, two Fast and the Furious movies and the original not being one of them. I think I've seen the last two Fast and the Furious and I also saw Hobbs and Shaw. So I guess I've seen three, if you want to count it like that. But it reminded me of, and I did see the Fast and the Furious movie, the first one they made after Paul Walker died. And at the, or, or maybe it was the first one that came out after Paul Walker died. And at the end of the movie, you know, they, like, they did the CGI and, and, and Vin Diesel, like, is kind of saying goodbye to him. And, you know, so they're, they're honoring him and they're grieving him and they're saying goodbye to Paul Walker not the character in the movie. They're actually saying goodbye to Paul Walker. And I'm sure, like, Fast and Furious is not a big big deal to me. But for people who love that franchise, I'm sure that was a really big moment. Like, because you're all grieving, you know? You, you love the movies. So you love the actor and the character. And they essentially do that at the end of Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. It's, it reminded me very much of that. And they honor him. And, and you know, they attempt to turn the page. Uh, it was... Yeah, it was pretty serious at the end of the movie. But it was... That movie's phenomenal, man. Great villain. I like how they handle T'Challa's death. I like how they pass the mantle of Black Panther. I won't spoil anything for you there. 
uh, I thought the movie had the right tone. And and, and now here, I, I got to make sure that I'll let you know this. I have a whole list. I keep a running list. Everybody does this. My rankings of Marvel movies. Everyone has a list. Everyone has this list. All the movies, they're ranked. I got a whole list. And my son says to me after the movie, so where are you going to rank Black Panther Wakanda forever? I got my ranking. Black Panther Wakanda forever has made its way in the top five. Yup. Yup. That's how good it is. Black Panther, and it's ahead of the original, which is a great movie too. Black Panther Wakanda forever. And I will say this, while the first Black Panther movie, like Black Panther, King T'Challa, he's the star of the movie. It's about him and his journey, becoming king, and what he has to do to hold on to the throne. Black Panther Wakanda forever. Wakanda is essentially the star of the movie. It's about Wakanda and defending Wakanda. Wakanda is the star of the movie. Black Panther Wakanda Forever is in my top five Marvel movies. And you know what it bumped out? Black Panther. Black Panther was number five. Black Panther Wakanda Forever has bumped Black Panther from my top five. Here's my top five. You ready? Everyone's just give us top five. Number five, Black Panther Wakanda Forever. It made it. Number four, Spider-Man No Way Home. What a movie. Number three, Avengers Infinity War. Number two, it's very dramatic now, Avengers Endgame. And number one, the greatest Marvel movie to date is Captain America Winter Soldier. That's right. So there you go. Black Panther Wakanda Forever makes the top five. Bumps out the original. It's that good. It is phenomenal. Last I checked, it was 85% Rotten Tomatoes certified fresh media score. Audience score, 94%. It's a a phenomenal movie. You're going to love it. Get out there and see it. All right. You guys know what time it is. It's almost the weekend. Everybody's weekend starts really soon. It's almost the weekend. And you're saying to yourself, Zaslow, I got to know. Is it a big game? Or is it not a big game? All right. Here's what we got for you. Big game, not a big game. Every Friday, you know the drill. You know what we're doing here. Let's start things off tonight. Friday, 8 p.m. Fox. WWE SmackDown. This is big. You have the Usos, the Bloodline, defending their unified tag team titles. Raw and SmackDown Tag Team Champions, the Usos, are defending against the New Day. Old rivals. Why are they fighting now? Because they're not in a rivalry right now. Why are they fighting right now? Because tomorrow, if the Usos get to tomorrow, they become the all-time record holder for consecutive days as Tag Team Champions. Whose record will they break? New Day. So New Day versus Usos for the Tag Team Championship is the main event tonight on SmackDown. If the Usos win, they have the all-time record. If New Day wins, they win the titles, and they keep the record. That's a big game. Yeah, I am very into this. 
That's a great story. And by the way, it's still real to me. Second episode tomorrow. Really good response to first episode. A lot of downloads. I appreciate that. Last week we debuted It's Still Real to Me. It's under the Zaslow Show 2.0 banner. So wherever you're listening to me right now, tomorrow's episode will pop up into your feed. It's Still Real to Me, episode two. We're going to recap all the big news, notes, and stories in this week's pro wrestling action. So I appreciate everybody who checked out the episode last week. It was a reaction show to WWE Crown Jewel. Tomorrow we're recapping all the week's happenings in the world of pro wrestling, including what's going to go down tonight. Usos versus New Day. That's a big game. Tomorrow, 3.30, ESPN 3. I don't even know what that is. Miami Hurricanes at Georgia Tech. Both teams are 4-5. and The Canes lost a huge recruit I saw yesterday. Quarterback that they had, he decommitted. It's bullshit. It doesn't mean anything. Decommitted, and now he's going with Billy Napier and the Florida Gators. But everyone else, like Cristobal, is... He's managed to keep, you know, most of the class together. But that, apparently, from what I understand, is a big loss. The Canes, they need this game tomorrow if they're going to be bowl eligible. Both teams sitting at 4-5. and five. With that said, Miami at Georgia Tech, not a big game. Not a big game. You know it's not. Sorry, can't do it. Next up. Saturday, 4 p.m. SEC Network, South Carolina Game Cox at your Florida Gators. No, it's not your Florida Gators. It's, I mean, I went to school there, so I can say it's my Florida Gators. Although you got Gator fans listening to the show, so I don't know. If you went there, it's your Florida Gators. If not, they're not your Florida Gators. The Gators, pretty similar spot to Canes. They're five and four. South Carolina at Florida, not a big game. I'll keep an eye on it. But what's going on at the same time tomorrow? 4 p.m. Bally Sports Florida. Edmonton Oilers at Florida Panthers. The Panthers get Matthew Kachuk back. They've won back-to-back games. Panthers 8-5-1. They've won back-to-back games. I'm hoping Spencer Knight gets two games in a row. That would be the first time this season. Look, you got a 40-save shutout on Wednesday night. I feel like you should get the next game. So I'm hoping Spencer Knight's in between the pipes tomorrow. I know Matthew Kachuk is going to be back, and it's looking like Aaron Ekblad's going to return. So that's a big game. Hopefully the Panther power play will be able to get going with Ekblad back. He helps the Panthers' top blue line in a major way. Panthers hosting the Oilers. You got Connor McDavid. Hey, that's a big game tomorrow. Oilers, Panthers, that's got the big TV, Zaslow Mansion family room. The Canes, Canes in Georgia Tech, that'll have small TV. Look, it is what it is. One's a big game, one's not a big game. So you know the drill. Saturday, 8 p.m., Bally Sports Sun. Charlotte Hornets at Miami Heat. The Heat, they get the win yesterday. They're 5-7. and seven. Yes, they're playing the Hornets again. The rare home and home again against the same team scenario. Hornets, Heat, that's a big game. Almost every Heat game's a big game. Can they get going? Will they get Tyler Hero back? We learned yesterday. Fourth quarter, close games. The ball, ha- it has to be Jimmy time. That's what you saw yesterday. I'm not impressed with beating the Hornets yesterday. 
Go out there tomorrow evening. Kick their ass. Can we... The Heat have played all, like, all close games. Can we, can we blow someone out? Can we kick someone's ass? And you know what? The Hornets being here for several nights. They were here Wednesday night, Thursday night. Because you got to ride the day before. Wednesday night, Thursday night, Friday night. You know, tonight, Friday night, no game, South Beach. Tomorrow feels like a South Beach flu game for the Hornets. Kick their ass. That's a big game. I got one more here. I got one more. You don't know what it's going to be. I do. I'll tell you. Sunday, 1 p.m., CBS, Cleveland Browns, a morally bankrupt franchise. Everybody knows why. At your Miami Dolphins. That's what I'm talking about. I wait the entire week for a Dolphin game. Dolphins looking for their fourth win in a row. Dolphins could end this week. We could wake up Monday morning and your Miami Dolphins are first place. Not the AFC East. In the AFC. They could be the best team in the American Football Conference. It all depends on what happens this weekend. Dolphins, Tua, Tyreek Hill... Can Bradley Chubb make his presence felt? Browns at Dolphins. That's a big game. You know it. And that right there is big game, not a big game. Yes. Yes. That's what I'm talking about. All right. Really, really good show today. Really good show today. Hope everyone... Oh. By the way, I got to throw this out there, too. Come on. Happy Veterans Day. Veterans, I love you long time. You guys are the best. And girls, love the veterans out there. They are, uh, they are among the greatest we have in this country. So all the veterans out there, happy Veterans Day. Not where we are without everything you've done. Happy Veterans Day. Appreciate all of you. All right. So before we get out of here, and thanks again, Jamie Eisenberg, earlier. Hopefully he was able to help your fantasy football team. Before we get out of here, you know the drill, right? Is it a big deal? Or is it not a big deal? All right. First up, last night's Heat game. You may have seen, sitting up there in the suite, Adam Sandler taking in the Heat game. I told you, I saw the Sandman a few nights ago. Tuesday night, Hard Rock Live. One of my top five comedy shows I've ever been to. Not necessarily top five comedians, but top five comedy shows I've ever been to. Adam Sandler, phenomenal. And he was at the Heat game last night with Rob Schneider, Judd Apatow. They were both there at the show I went to as well. They performed in front of Adam Sandler. And then after the game, they went down. They met Eric Spolstra. The Sandman's big basketball fan. Uh, Spo loved seeing him. You could tell. Spo loved seeing him. Adam Sandler at the Heat game last night. Yeah, it's a big deal. I like seeing the Sandman there. Let's go. Also, how about you see the video clip that came out? So you saw at one point during the Cardinals game last week, Arizona Cardinals, there was a moment where, like, DeAndre Hopkins and Kyler Murray were having a spirited conversation, and the audio has leaked out now. And DeAndre Hopkins was walking up to him. Yo, one. Yeah, his number's number one. Yo, one. What you doing out there, bro? What you seeing? And I'm... Hopkins was, by the way, DeAndre Hopkins was much better at what he does than Kyler Murray is what he does. I'm not sure Kyler Murray's any good. DeAndre Hopkins was lighting him up. DeAndre Hopkins was not happy. 
And then Kingsbury comes over. Offense, offense, come here, come here. And you know none of those guys are special. And now he's talking to the offense, calming everybody down. But Hopkins was going at Kyler Murray there. That's something to keep an eye on. That's a big deal. Also, this Sunday, Colts, Raiders. Why am I bringing that up? Colts are 3-5-1, and one, they're terrible. Raiders are 2-6, and six, they're terrible. Those might be the, mo- the two most disappointing teams. You know, throwing the Broncos there as well if you want. But Colts, Colts are a sneaky contender this year. They already fired Frank Reich earlier this week. The Raiders, everyone in the AFC West was supposed to be awesome. Josh McDaniels, first year with the Raiders, second go-round as a head coach. They're awful. They were a playoff team last year. Why is this game interesting? Well, it's Jeff Saturday's debut as the coach of the Colts. I know Jeff Saturday was defending himself in his press conference. I know how to lead men. Well, does that mean Frank Reich didn't? Like, I mean, Frank Reich took that team to the playoffs twice in his four-plus years. I mean, Frank Reich didn't know how to lead men? I, I feel like being a head football coach is a little more to it than being able to lead men. And then on the other side, you got Josh McDaniel. If the Raiders are not having a bad enough season, can you, like, what's going to happen if the Raiders lose to the Colts in Jeff Saturday's debut as head coach? Could Josh McDaniels be fired after the game? That's something to keep an eye on. Colts and Raiders, that's a big deal. And finally, I got one more for you here. So, Adam Silver met with Kyrie Irving on Tuesday. Some of the news uh, came out, uh, or at least Adam Silver made a comment. You know, he talked a little bit about it said uh, there's no doubt he does not believe that Kyrie Irving is anti-Semitic. Well, I mean, look, he's the one who sat down with him. I haven't sat down with him. He's the one who had a long conversation with him. Okay. Uh, I, you know, for me, Kyrie Irving sounds like a pretty anti-Semitic dude. LeBron James yesterday tweeted out, and I already told you, I don't have a problem with the terms of conditions for the Brooklyn Nets with Kyrie Irving, except for the $500,000 part. That seems kind of fishy to me. I don't know about forcing dudes to make donations. Nah, that doesn't seem right. But LeBron tweeted out yesterday. Here's what LeBron tweeted out. I told you guys that I don't believe in sharing hurtful information, and I'll continue to be that way. But Kyrie apologized, and he should be able to play. That's what I think. It's that simple. Help him learn, but he should be playing. What he's asked to do to get back on the floor I think is excessive, He's not the person that's being portrayed of him. Anyways, back to my rehab session. First thing I'll say is, he's not the person that's being portrayed of him. When somebody tells you who they are, believe him. Believe him. And Kyrie Irving, he told us who he is. And I believe him. Now, Kyrie Irving apologized and he should be able to play. Hey, LeBron. Well, Myers Leonard. Dude's essentially blackballed from the league. He apologized profusely and even said his ignorance is no excuse the next day. Any support there for Myers Leonard? Who, by the way, I got news for you. Myers Leonard has done more in the Jewish community here in South Florida the last two years since this happened than I have. All right? Like, by far. Myers Leonard's done a lot more for the Jewish community down here the most recent years than I have. I'm Jewish. So... This response from LeBron is super disappointing. It's really disappointing. Not even remotely surprising. All right. Like I tweeted out yesterday. 
This is who LeBron is. You know, he he flip-flops depending on the scenario. You know, LeBron will, will, will tweet out, he'll say, we need to protect women. And then he congratulates and celebrates Deshaun Watson getting a record-setting contract with the Cleveland Browns. We need to protect women, celebrates Deshaun Watson. LeBron James also said, players, owners, we need to have zero tolerance for the behavior exhibited by Robert Sarver. Player or owner, zero tolerance. Can't be in our league. Kyrie Irving should play. LeBron doesn't even think he should have a suspension. He should be playing. But zero tolerance for Robert Sarver. This is who LeBron is. Depending on, you know, who he likes, who he doesn't like, it's dip, you know. He's, uh, I, I have no idea what LeBron stands for. No idea. It's disappointing, not even close to surprising. Uh, so it's not a big deal. It's not a big deal what LeBron just wrote because it's not surprising. And that right there is big deal or not a big deal. All right. Excellent show today. Good week. Good second week. Make sure you subscribe, you rate, you download, you comment. The algorithm likes when you do that kind of stuff. I don't know about an algorithm, but the algorithm digs it. So do all that stuff. I appreciate you. Make sure you're listening tomorrow. It's still real to me. We'll recap the entire week's happenings in the world of pro wrestling. That's tomorrow. It'll pop up right here under the Zaslow Show 2.0 banner. You check that out. Got a lot of good support there as well. Last week in the debut episode. All right. Great job by everybody involved in the show today. You put together a flawless, seamless show. Can we start Monday with the Miami Dolphins in first place in the AFC? We'll talk to you Monday on Zaslow Show 2.0. You know what that means. Ah, the show is over. What better time now than to go out back with a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. That's right. That's what I look forward to after every show. And now my day's work is done. I got a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul. I'm going to sit outside by the pool here at the Zaslow Mansion and just enjoy the rest of my day. Having a Johnny Cuba makes me feel like I'm right back in the Caribbean. We're talking a refreshing German lager in a can. You can get it anywhere. Sedanos, Presidente, Winn-Dixie. And right now, you got special holiday prices on six packs of Johnny Cuba. Make sure you pick up your Johnny Cuba merch as well. We got the hot sauce coming up. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo because more is always brewing. You know, when my wife and I became homeowners, I mean, keeping the Zaslow Mansion safe, that's not an easy task unless you call Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. If you're looking for affordable care that offers the best coverage for your home, your motorcycle, your car, your boat, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services, their team has the expertise and experience to find the right coverage for you, including comprehensive policies For both trailers and motorhomes, let their team help you learn more about your policy options so you can make an informed decision that's not going to keep you up at night. Bruntinsurance.com. When it comes to home, renters, and condo insurance, your options, hey, it, it, it can be dizzying. Don't worry. 
They specialize in making the confusing crystal clear with their fully licensed team helping you along every step of the way. Bruntinsurance.com, 954-589-2204.